0: Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. As we begin this episode, I want you to pause just for a second and think about how confident you are in your current job or your current role. On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being supersized confidence, you got this, and a one being, yeah, I'm not really sure <laughs> how much longer um, I'm going to have this job. Think about for yourself where you fit on that scale with your current role. And we'll, you'll understand why I asked that question as we get further on in the episode. But I think it'll be helpful for you just to think about that uh, and see how that might apply to your executive presence. So today's episode, you may have guessed, is about confidence and the role of confidence in executive presence. But what do we mean when we say confidence? If you ask 10 people what confidence is, you might get 8, 9, or 10 different definitions. So it's helpful to be on the same page when talking about a concept like confidence definition that I like to use is one that I discovered in the book The Confidence Code by Cady K and Claire Shipman. To me, they really nailed the definition of confidence. And their definition is the purity of action produced by a mind free of doubt. One more time. The purity of action produced by a mind free of doubt. So let's break that down for a second. The purity of action. Think about how useful that is to have purity of action. No hesitation. No self-doubt. You just do what you are trained to do. You do what you know and are confident is the right next thing to do. How do you get there? That's the second part of the definition. By a mind free of doubt. Right? You're not second-guessing, you're not wondering, you're not pausing to reflect, you're not pulling out a checklist and doing all sorts of calculations. You are acting seamlessly as the situation requires based on your mind being free of doubt. You've put in the work, you've done the training, you have the experience, and this is what you're going to do. Think about our definition of executive presence and why confidence is important. It's the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation, right? Notice the word confidence is in there. But it's not about having confidence. It's about the ability to inspire confidence in others, right? It's not about what you have necessarily. It's about others' perception and what they feel based on what you have or what you're putting out. So, how might that work? Why is this relevant? Well, you could have all the confidence in the world. And it could even be well deserved. But if no one else feels that, you will not have executive presence. And I know a lot of people have been in that situation where like, pick me, I'm the expert, I know, I can get us through this, but somehow someone with less experience, but with much bigger executive presence gets chosen and gets the opportunity. Now let's look at it on the other side. You don't have to have confidence for people to feel confidence in you, right? You could be very insecure because it's a new task or a new role, but based on your experience or people's experience of you, they know you're going to do a good job or they feel that you will really do a good job. So they may have more confidence in you At a given moment, than you have in yourself. So that will actually help you have more executive presence with those people because they feel it even if you don't feel it yourself. Now, what's the best of both worlds? The best is when you have that confidence and other people feel the confidence you have, and that inspires them to think you're the person to lead them through. now notice I didn't say that you deserve to have confidence just that you possess it in and of itself and then people can feel the presence of your confidence and they respond positively to it. Now I want to share some important distinctions here when it comes to confidence and executive presence and leadership. Confidence does not equal competence. I'm going to say that one more time confidence does not equal, confidence. Just because you think you're the best person for the job does not mean that you are the best person for the job. doesn't even mean you can do the job, right? You could be very confident that you could fly a fighter jet because you've been training on simulators and maybe you flew Uh, like a corporate jet or, you know, a personal private jet. But that doesn't mean you can get into a military, state-of-the-art jet and fly it without crashing a billion-dollar machine into the ground, right? So confidence does not equal competence. And what that also means is even when you do have a lot of confidence and or executive presence, it doesn't mean you're necessarily the best leader For the job, right? Sometimes you can be the one that everyone thinks is the best one for the job, but there's someone else who actually has much more relevant experience, much better skills, will do a better job. Why aren't they getting the chance? Because nobody feels that they should be the one to lead. So sometimes someone who's less capable or maybe less suited will get the chance because people feel more comfortable giving it to them. And maybe the person who should be doing it or has the best chances of success for the organization never gets the chance because why would you give the person the chance? You don't have any confidence that they would succeed. Maybe you you don't even realize that they are there or give them a consideration at all. So how does this help you do your best? Well, others respond better to you when you have confidence, right? So the way they talk about it in the confidence code is confidence is a skill in and of itself. It's not just supplementary to the technical skills. The ability to have confidence and convey confidence is a skill in and of itself because it helps other people respond better to you, which gives whatever you are going to do to have the best chances of success. Imagine you say, okay, we're gonna do this, and immediately people start questioning you, dragging their feet, coming up with alternate solutions, arguing with you. Why? Because they don't have confidence in you. That will not give you the best chances of success in terms of your execution and high performance as a team. So today, as you're going through the day, just think about your interactions with people and your confidence with them and perhaps how you perceive their confidence in you and that, how that may impact your ability to do well in that role. And on that scale of 1 to 10 in terms of your confidence, how this all plays into it in terms of your confidence and your executive presence. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Thank you. listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor, By now everyone's heard the expression, fake it till you make it. And you may be wondering how, if at all, does that apply to executive presence? Is it a good idea to fake executive presence or is it even possible? So we have to be a little bit more specific about what we mean by faking it in order to answer that question. First thing I'll say, faking skill or competence generally Isn't really a great idea. If someone said, hey, we need a Formula One driver or we need a surgeon, and I decided to fake my skill or competence so I could get the opportunity to do that, maybe for lots of money, mm, probably not a good idea. So faking it, first of all, doesn't. Thanks for listening can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.